Well, hello once again, and welcome to Toddcast, all things of Blue Valley. And um, we've got an interesting guest with us here today, Lane Green, our Director of uh, School Administration and Activities and Athletics uh, for the district. Welcome, Lane. Well, I'm glad to be here. I uh, was thrilled when I was asked to be on this. Uh, so many of my colleagues have already been on one. <laughs> you have renewed my sense of self-worth. Well, you must have been yeah. talking to, to uh, Mr. Stubblefield because he... Yes. Uh, he kind of gigged me a little bit for bringing him on. But we wanted to make sure that we had all of the format down before, you know, we brought the real pros on. Well, that's too, good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear. I'm <laughs> Absolutely. Really good about myself. Well, we're continuing our conversation about inclement weather. Last time we, we talked with um, Deputy Superintendent Dr. Mike Slagle about all of the things we kind of that go into taking a look at weather and calling school off uh, for inclement weather, ice and snow and those sorts of things. We also wanted to talk to you because, I mean, once those decisions are made, there's another whole series of, of decisions that we make regarding uh, the activities uh, for our students on days that we call school off. Mm-hmm. And then even those where we don't call school off, but we have students traveling or we have on the weekends and those sorts oh, yeah. of things. So I think our listeners would be really kind of fascinated to understand kind of the depth and the breadth of the work that you and your staff do uh, relative to this. So let's let's continue kind of with the winter theme as we're yeah. uh, coming up on that um, time of year. So talk us through when um, we get the call early in the morning or in that evening that school is going to be canceled for inclement weather the next day. To just kind of walk us through what, what you do in order of uh, talking with our other activities, um, coaches, and, and principals. Yeah. the uh, You know, one of the most common questions we get is, on a snow day, why do we sometimes still allow the kids to come in in the afternoon exactly. to practice? Right. Why do we allow the school play to still happen at night or the game to happen? And the basic reason is, is sometimes those weather conditions that prevented us from being able to go to school between 6 and 10 in the morning Correct. no longer exist right. in the late afternoon evening. And and um, th- th- that's the reason we do allow, at times, um, uh, our, ca- our activities to still take place. Um, I want to make it very, very clear, though, uh, that, that we just don't pull that decision out of thin air. <laughs> we have a lot of sources that we go to yeah. uh, wh- so talk when to, we do it. Yeah, yeah. Talk us through. What are some yeah. of those sources? We subscribe to a weather forecasting service here in Kansas City, and, mm-hmm. and they serve not only the Blue Valley School District. They serve some of our professional sports teams, construction companies, um, parks and rec departments, people who who um, rely on the weather to do their work and to right. do it safely. And um, we, we rely on them to give us the, the forecast as the day continues, that, that type of thing. And we call them very often frequently during the day. Right. Our operations department, we work with them because they have custodians as well as truck drivers out clearing the parking lots, mm-hmm. which is a monumental task right. for them. And uh, we work with the Public Works Department here in Johnson County. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're very fortunate here in Johnson County because they do all, such a, an exceptional job clearing yes, roads. They do. We're very, very fortunate. So we work with all those different groups 
to predict are our sidewalks going to be safe to walk on? Are the parking lots going to be cleared? Are they going to be sanded, salted, all those things that right. they do in public works? Are the streets, are kids going to be able to navigate the streets right. at the high school level? And, and uh, then we make a decision whether activities can go on. Um, I think people need to understand that a typical high school has over 2,000 activities on their school calendars throughout the school year. <laughs> Say that again, because I think yeah, that I, yeah. we need to let that sink in. They can in. have over 2,000 activities on their calendar over a school year and, and, and different events that take place. And, and so the ability to uh, carry on with our activities, as long as student safety is not compromised, right. is very beneficial. Uh, rather than having to reschedule all those yeah. things. I mean, you think we, we have five high schools, so 10,000 activities. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. And um, when you have a series of events, and and it seems as though more um, often than not lately, we have seen these storms that come in in the wintertime that kind of daisy-chain themselves together, or sometimes the meteorologist yeah. is talking about the train. Yeah. It's just kind of continuing to follow down the track. So when we have these sort of multiple events in one week and we have to cancel activities, um, you know, a couple of – it really does throw uh, the whole season kind of in a – it, it does. I don't want to say chaos, but it, it, it causes some some real constraints for us, yeah. right? And especially if it's the varsity level, you're getting toward the end of a season, mm-hmm. makeup dates are, are compacted. Or think of a school musical, you have performances usually on – Thursday, Friday, a matinee, and a performance mm-hmm. at night on Saturday. Uh, if you have to cancel Saturday, you have to move that into the next week, you, you are wrecking havoc on a lot of schedules. But once again, we will not continue with activities if there's any compromise in safety. You bet. All these things have to be in place yeah, exactly. uh, before, before we'll have them. I also want to make a point that at the middle school level, our default decision there is all activities canceled on a snow right. day. And the big reason for that is those kids are not as mobile. A lot of times they're at mm-hmm. home, they have no way to get up to the school, right. they don't, they're not driving age, stuff like that. They can appeal to us, hey, we have something tonight that's been on the books for a long time, a big parent-teacher organization event. Sure. We may approve that, but the default mode is all middle school activities, yeah. no elementary activities are off. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, it's fascinating to me as we as we watch this uh, unfold because of uh, just the work that you and and the um, activities directors at each of our high schools do. You're constant conversation with one another. We, as you mentioned, we call various sources to um, ensure that we kind of know what the weather conditions are there and uh, really try to make uh, a good decision, but uh, above all else, making sure that our coaches and our students and our parents that are coming back and forth oh, yeah. on, on our properties that we have safe travel oh, absolutely. Uh, I- involved in that. So we, we talk a lot about winter. Um, yeah. Because, of course, we're coming up on that, and, and uh, traditionally, you know, you call school off for, um, for those uh, days in which um, travel is uh, impeded in such a way that it wouldn't be safe. Uh, years ago, probably when you and I went to school, we actually had heat days. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we, our buildings weren't as uh, air-conditioned as they are now, and I can remember you know, a couple of days where we didn't uh, we didn't have school and our, our activities were delayed um, back then uh, in order to uh, adhere to that. But 
we, we take a lot of precautions year-round, but particularly in the summer and um, the spring and the oh, yeah. uh, early fall as well, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have uh, a heat day. It's actually a cold and hot weather policy that we have, or guidelines, right. better put, that we, we are in our activity handbooks. But on heat, um, you know, we take that very, very seriously it seems like somewhere in the united states every year there's some young person yeah, tragic who uh, tragic uh, tragedy happens so we take it very very seriously and so does the kansas state high school activity association they have some pretty stringent guidelines that they've put in place over the last couple of years uh, to protect all student athletes and student participants you know we have marching bands right practicing in the heat yeah it's not just athletics yeah, yeah it's not just athletics and and even though cheerleading and dance has become more of a competitive thing mm-hmm. they're in the heat a lot doing Absolutely. their things our flag teams uh color guard those, those right. types of people and even winter sports athletes are conditioning in the fall and sometimes they go mm-hmm. outside so we have a multi-tiered heat guideline that if the heat index and we go right now two types of tools we use for heat index the first is the osha heat app and and that's used a lot by construction companies that have fully clothed men and women working outdoors Mm -hmm. you know on construction projects but they we can see what the projected heat index is going to be hour by hour through the day in the Blue Valley area, uh, but we also now use the wet bulbs on site. Mm-hmm. And one thing we do with our uh, heat heat guidelines, and, and the, the higher the heat index, the more breaks, frequency of breaks increases, mm-hmm. the length of breaks. We do hit a point where we may call off practice altogether. Um, I will tell you that we have a separate heat guideline for those who practice on synthetic turf fields, right. the natural grass. And even though uh, synthetic turf gives us so much utility uh, in terms of being able to use them, if it's too, if it can be up to 30 degrees warmer, warmer on right. synthetic turf. So there were days this year we pulled practice off of synthetic turf, soccer, football, the practices on had to practice on natural grass. So, um, yeah, we, we, we protect our kids. In the unlikely event a kid does succumb to the heat, we have cold water immersion tanks that we use mm-hmm. on all of our campuses, multiple ones, because practices are spread out all over the lower 40 and right. you know, by the school. And So it, I feel we have a very robust uh, program for determining weather conditions and protecting our students you know that's in awesome weather conditions that's awesome so you mentioned wet bulb yes is that right T- yes t- tell me what i don't i don't know what a wet well, bulb is I'm, yeah i'm sure we have some parents it's and listeners really that don't know a, a tool that that you you take outside and you swing around and it gives you the the heat index specifically where you're at oh, okay. in our student athletic not student athletic trainers our athletic trainers that we use from the university of kansas mm-hmm. uh, are the ones that do it on our campuses and and it gives you the specific heat index because there's a lot of factors to go into heat shade right. uh, sunlight you know it may be sunny at blue valley southwest and still cloudy at, at blue valley north or, or, you know, they may be practicing in a shady area versus – so it gives them more specific data on the spot. And the trainers have the, the green light to say, okay, we're getting off our synthetic turf here. It's just too hot. If for some reason the OSHA heat app 
uh, isn't wholly accurate for that specific location. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned our, um, I, I, and I just want to give a shout out to the University of Kansas because oh, the partnership that we have with our trainers. Talk to us a little bit about that. It's a, it's oh. it's such a gift yeah. uh, for our community and certainly for our students. Yeah, it is absolutely phenomenal. We're one of only two major districts that I know of in the area that have trainers at our middle schools, mm -hmm. professional certified athletic trainers as well as our high schools. And it's a great partnership with KU uh, Hospital and the Center for Sports Performance. Uh, they're the same people that uh, serve the Chiefs and the Royals right. and, and, and that type of thing. Many of our team doctors you see on our sideline on a Friday night and you see on the Chiefs sideline on a Sunday. <laughs> so they're not sending the B team, right. so to speak, to us. So we, we've got some really good people. But it's, a, it's an agreement that we have through 2024 um, they, we have a certified athletic trainer at our schools and uh, team doctors they provide for our, for our football games, varsity football games on Friday night. And uh, they give us preferential appointments. If on Friday night a football player gets hurt, they're in their first thing Monday morning or even on Saturday morning yeah. with the docs. So, yeah, it's a great agreement that we have, and it's a great partnership. And I think our student body doesn't realize that the trainers aren't on staff at that school. Yeah. There's a relationship they build, and they're part of the staff. Yeah, that's and great. So it's really good. Well, kudos to you for, um, for helping us with that and, and maintaining that relationship relationship with KU. I know we, we, uh, we see it as, as a true partnership and just a wonderful opportunity to uh, ensure that, uh, as you said, in, in, in times of heat and those sorts of things, that we've got people that are watching it and swinging wet bulbs and you know, do, doing all those things. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. And, uh, and then in the wintertime, of course, we, we, we have good partners that we're working with to ensure that uh, we can kind of uh, predict the weather and know yep. what the conditions are and make sure we can keep kids safe but we can also keep our activities programs rolling and and uh and going so um how many years have you done this work lane well i'm in my 27th year of athletic wow. administration wow. and uh i'm a triple crown award winner because i've worked in all three of the major districts that's right and saved the best for last obviously <laughs> um uh, for many reasons but i i do think we're the best in Blue Valley. What we do, we got uh, you know great partners across Johnson County. But but uh, I'm grateful most of all for our board of education and district administration that supports our athletic and activity programs and, and provides for us the resources like our partnership with the University right. of Kansas yeah. to help us do our jobs well and to keep our kids safe. Yeah, well said, well said. Well, we'll, we'll let that be the last word, my friend, and uh, thanks for spending some time with us and educating us on wet bulbs and all of the things that we do uh, behind the scenes to ensure the safety of our uh, students uh, in, during inclement uh, weather, but also every day uh, with our partnership with KU and other uh, ways in which we uh, assist our students. So thanks very much for spending some time with us. And uh, Lane, thank you again. And uh, until we meet again and talk again and Toddcast, go out and make it a Blue Valley best day.